Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. Are you happier with that? Is that, is that I'm happier. It sounds Thank like the you. host Thank is hype you. now. I am the host of the show, Reese Allen, <laughs> along with my co-host, best friend, and generally horrible human being, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group, Christian Webb. Say what's up? AKA Hype Man. Hype Man. He's my hype man in the, in the office. We are joined by a unicorn today. Somebody that is from Charlotte, born and raised. There are just not too many of us left. Mr. Kent Temple, owner of six different Keller Williams places. Kent, despite everything going on with the world, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. You're the only person that uh, didn't cancel on me this week. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, being being that we both live in Mooresville, I figure we didn't want to have any negative reputations, but we were a little bit concerned about the podcast building being opened. I actually called him this morning, so... Um, here we are, uh, hands washed, hand sanitizer on, Clorox on the table. So <laughs> let's get down to business. So I guess again. we should point out that what we're talking about, that this is coronavirus time, because somebody is, might listen yes. to this you know, down the road and wonder what was going on. So yeah, right. yeah we're right in the, in the midst of it. Yeah, they might, they might think, why are they being so... Uh, this is like what, week three of pandemic, week two of pandemic? Week yeah. two of pandemic, week two of national emergency or, or whatever, but... Um, that's kind of an interesting subject, by the way. So national emergency, a lot of people don't don't think about that correctly. So with uh, when they declare a state of national emergency, one of the big reasons for that isn't so much for the populace to be alerted to the fact that there's it's an to emergency open them sort. funds. Yeah, well, it, it opens up emergency funds. But one of the other things is that businesses can't gouge. It becomes illegal for businesses to gouge on things like toilet paper and uh, hand sanitizer and and also uh, rooms. So like a hotel, for example, can't weigh supercharge based on the fact that we have a pandemic. Or groovy so, marketing. Groovy, yes, exactly. So <laughs> so there's a little, there's little learning. Kent's nodding his head like, duh, I've heard that a million times. And Christian's like, oh, that's amazing right there. I mean, so. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> so man, coronavirus, like how, how are we gonna get through all this? I, I think the economy's gonna take a horrible downturn, but um, so with you owning six businesses, how are you getting along day to day? Well, um, and I agree with you. I know this is going to throw us into some sort of recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the real estate market, it's not going to be near as bad because real estate typically does well during a recession. It's one of the few things that holds value. Now, people are going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa Kent, the, the great recession that we had back in 2008, real estate did terrible. Well, yeah. that's because real estate caused that recession. Right. We were the cause of it, which is why it was affected so much. In most recessions, real estate holds its value better than anything else. So, you know, the long term, I'm not real concerned. The short term, uh, as a business owner, I man, there's a lot of things going on in my head every day. And especially sure. in this one is because um, there's a lot of people that are looking to me for answers. Yeah. And I don't have any. You don't have them. Well, we've never, we've never been through this. Yeah. You know, this is, this is completely different than anything <clears throat> we've ever, I mean, who ever thought, you, you know, you, you guys, not that long ago, y'all were in high school. Mm-hmm. You were talking about playing high school football. Yeah. Can you imagine when you're in high school and go, oh, yeah, uh, spring sports are canceled? No, no. Oh, yeah, you're not going to school anymore. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. Even for you, you're a lot younger than I am. I don't think schools were set up 10 years ago when you were there to have online classes and things like that like they are now. Thank goodness we're at a point with technology that at least we can get by. I know that if this would have happened when I was in high school. Yeah. I, I don't know, I guess it would have said uh, any, many, miny mo if you get a diploma or not, if you missed the last four <laughs> yeah, months. Like what's, what's well, just, we, weren't, we weren't set up like that. It would so have been this summer a, school for sure. Yeah, <laughs> this is a unique time in history. Um, for the short term, though, there's a, there's a lot of pain right now. 
Oh yeah, uh, definitely. And I just keep I just keep telling my people there's people worse off than we are. For sure. At least right the people now, people have the virus. You know, I mean, well, the people that have exactly there are yeah. people that have it, but there's a there's a lot of people that are not working. Yeah. And the, there's a lot of people that are not working that only get paid if they do work. Right. There's some people not working and getting paid anyway. Yeah. But there's just a lot of people that are that are really hurting right now and if, if you think about it, you know right now uh, we spend at this point in history really for the first time we spend more money in restaurants than grocery stores as yeah. a society yeah i believe that yeah that's it, it's this is really the first time in the last couple of years that's ever flipped to where where it worked like that all those people are out of are out of work all of and, and i don't blame you know i'm not saying and their bosses should be paying them they don't have the ability to yeah and the longer this goes on I mean, your uh, basic restaurant owner is not a millionaire like you're looking at anywhere between fifty and eighty grand profits if you have if you have a decently successful restaurant. Yeah. So if so if you don't get money for two months, how are you going to pay anyone? You can barely pay yourself. Not, they're not they're, they're not they're not able to. And when and if it is, you know, let's say you wait tables somewhere, mm-hmm. and oh, okay, I'm gonna keep paying your salary, and then we're not open. Well, that's three dollars an hour. Yeah. You live off tips. You don't live off of that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. um. So there's going to be people worse off than we are. You know mm-hmm. what I, what I'm advising everybody right now to do is you need to go through everything and you need to cut every expense that you can yeah it's unnecessary well, entertainments and everything like the, that. the first dollar you can make right now is the dollar you save and i'm even i'm telling people you know how many 99 cent charges do you have on your uh credit card bill each month mm-hmm. for this app or that app that you signed up for mm-hmm. yeah and they're going you're really worried about 99 cent no i'm worried about 99 cent times 20 right times every month that you don't need and then just go up from there yeah you know i know this guy that um that hosts a, a local podcast that um just Us? told me no. that just <laughs> yes that just told me that you have a gym membership and you haven't been to that gym in eight months because you're going to a different gym yeah um hello yeah get rid of it well that's the phone call you make today you know right. you just saved forty bucks a month mm-hmm. every single month and it's, yeah. it's 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 getting down to there and, and how much money can we do the thing is we should do this every year anyway at least and yeah. we don't but now is the perfect time to be going through all your expenses and what can you cut back on and, and save? One one of the other things, I mean, you want to think about your community too. And I mean, luckily I'm blessed enough to be in a circumstance where things like, you know, the $20, $40 gym membership or however much it is, it, it's not, it's not going to cripple me or anything like that. But one of the things that I think about too is that gym owner, you know, I mean, what happens if everybody cancels their gym memberships now that they're closed, the gym ain't going to be there in a couple months too. You know, the last, um, whatever study or, or estimation that I saw was that they expect for this quarantine-ish period to continue for about eight weeks. So, I mean, could you imagine, I think about all my friends that are servers and, and just everything like that, that they, you know, live off of their tips or whatever. And not that they're necessarily living paycheck to paycheck, but I mean, they don't have enough saved up to where they can just survive. I mean, I don't know. I'm really worried about a lot of a lot of folks yeah. that are. You around. have the terrible downside, but then you also have the other side of it, though. Cause people who have been saving up and not spending money on stuff. Mm-hmm. This is where a lot of people are going to become double-digit millionaires. Yeah, it happens every recession. Yeah, they save up, and then at the end of it, they're going to buy multiple pieces of property, or they're gonna, they're going to yeah. buy some businesses up that can't afford to stay up, and all of yeah. a sudden they're they're filthy rich. <laughs> like, we know, as, as we sit here today, you know, the, the stock market as of today. Um, has dropped about 30% off right. of its high. It's yep. pushing at that 30% yep. mark. And uh, real estate has fallen zero in the same amount of time. Right. And that's, the, that, like I said, I said earlier, you know, that, that real estate typically does well in a recession. Um, I think real estate will do extremely well in this recession because we are at historically low inventory levels. Yeah. 
there's so little out there, and yet we still have demand. Yeah. I don't think, no matter what happens as far as the recession in the long term, uh, that there's going to be a, a, a lot of price hurt mm-hmm. at all for real what, estate. What about, do you think that's area specific, though? Because, I mean, we live in an area where, where folk, it's a desirable place to live. It's a beautiful place to live. Charlotte's one of those areas, if you look on, a, if you look on one of those uh, graphs, it's always like a... Yeah, like we we didn't. I mean, even in two thousand eight, while it did it did hurt us economically, I we mean, don't you, we didn't go up big, so we don't go down big. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, real estate is local, mm-hmm. but ninety nine percent of the places out there are in a low inventory situation. There are very few places that are not. A couple examples, um, and I'll give you a North Carolina example. Mm-hmm. Fayetteville's in a different situation than we are. Definitely military town. Yeah. That's why. So mm-hmm. so they they have more. Um, if you go down the oil. Uh, through the Midwest, yeah, yeah. you know, all the way down to Houston, they're in a little bit different situation because right now, you know, they, they, they've been taking a beating for a couple of years. The vast majority of places have very, very low inventory. Yeah. Therefore, there's going to be demand, and that's going to keep prices up. Where I see the recession hurting, uh, as far as real estate goes, mm-hmm. will be what we call the luxury market. Yeah. Those upper end properties that are already on the market longer. Right. Anyway, they'll start to to um, probably be hurt a little bit and especially when you think that you know people that buy luxury properties probably have stock portfolios sure mm-hmm. and yeah. they just took okay. you know, they, they yeah. took a and if it didn't pull out beating. monday they took another big hit today yeah. i mean it, it, all the all the research suggests that suggests good good god suggests that everything is going to continue to to drop at least until we see a uptick in in some of this corona out, I mean, it's going to keep dropping stuff. until they give us a plan the yeah. government's like maybe maybe if maybe I, possibly we, so we see the light at the end of the tunnel we're not going to know we don't see the light yet because we're yeah. not at the top once we can see how we're going to come out of this yeah. uh, i am looking you know china right now is it's positive and, mm-hmm. and it's, they seem to be coming out of it I trust what I hear more from like Italy than sure. I do China, obviously, and which is and, not good. And they're yeah. but they're starting to see they're starting to see the the light at the end of the tunnel on, on getting out of there. We'll we'll know a lot more, you know, in, in two or three weeks, and we start to see. It's still pretty sketch, though. Because what was it two days ago? They had three hundred fifty die in twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> so it's, it's that's a bunch. It's a lot. That's a bunch. You know, one of the things, regardless of of your sentiments on on how you think our government's handling it as a whole. I am kind of amazed that our infrastructure didn't really have a plan for a situation like this. Because, you know, areas, for example, if you live in Tornado Alley, if tornadoes start coming, they have plans for that. They have things like, you know, tornado shelters or bomb shelters or whatever you want to call it. I mean, when's the last time you thought about how many beds we had? Yeah, or when's the last time you thought about how many ventilators we had? It's just not top of mind. Yeah. Like we just didn't care enough to put it on top of mind. Well, but that's now, what now the, we will. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the government should do though. You know, they should yeah. prepare for doomsday scenarios and stuff. I mean, every, you know, every state government has a plan. I mean, if you go down to Florida, for example, you have a hurricane evacuation route. Yeah, but then and, you're tying more into like a socialist government because like you that's all private. Like that's why all the that's why all, all the private companies are coming in and making these making these masks and making the uh, making the beds. Mm-hmm. That's how we work as a as as a capital country. Well, what about but what about the restrictions that you put in place to quarantine a country when it comes to restaurants and you know closing everything that, that stuff's has, on them that yeah. should have, that should be a that should be a plan of attack well yeah. we do you know again we've we've never been through this type of thing yeah ever now in history they've had these types of things but it couldn't spread like it can now what yeah. was the last one like 1908 or something yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. i think i heard 1908 yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I think was that spanish flu movie i think that so. sounds right yep. yeah and so, so that was a long time ago and it, you could it was so much easier to shut something down we didn't travel like we do now <laughs> yeah 
Um, I promise well, you, this will, and this will, yeah, this yeah. will happen again. Yeah. And and it'll look completely different because they will have plans in place. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's, it'll happen more frequently too. Like because we're just growing in population. Yeah. You you also have to think about the the biological effects of it too because you have to think about the mutative properties of viruses and bacteria to get get us sick. It seems like there's always some sort of foreign pathogen. I mean, you've had anthrax, Ebola, H1N1. <laughs> there was a list blue, of them. Like, it said they every one of them. It's, this is just a coincidence, but yeah. they all they all pair up with a election day. Election, <laughs> election year. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty crazy. Here's an interesting question for you, Kent. Uh, getting back to real estate a little bit. I know you deal primarily in residential, it seems, but um, do you think this is going to have any effect on commercial? Real Without estate? a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And what do you think is going to happen with that? Stuff? Well, it, again, it depends on how long it lasts. But sure. I, every every a week that goes by mm -hmm. that we're on some sort of quarantine, that's more small businesses that will go out that will create empty buildings. That yep. I think this will have a much bigger impact on commercial yeah. than it will on residential. And commercial always goes ahead of res residential. There'll definitely be uh, a lot of open it, listings. I yeah. I think on the commercial side, yeah, you could see a, a lot of a lot of things changing. And there, there will be, unfortunately, there's going to be companies that do not make it. And the thing is, we were already going through this. Yeah. You know, I, what was it? I think Earth Fair. Mm -hmm. yeah, Earth closing. Fair just closed down. They're, yep. yeah, they're closing. I mean, there's there's some big boxes that are happening. You know, if we would have been smart. Um, if we would have known this a month ago and buy some Amazon stock and some Zoom stock, yeah, saw where that we're Zoom on Sunday, they You're added about the web conference. Yeah, software. web conference Zoom. They added in oh, just in one day they added six hundred thousand new subscribers to Zoom in one day. Yeah, CEO is genius. He offered free Zoom to all educational systems. There you yeah. go. Well, I, I truly believe that um, this is probably going to change the way a lot of things happen in the world. People are, people are truly going to find out how much you can accomplish uh, working from home, teleconferencing, mm -hmm. Zoom, you know, things like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And we've already, you know, um, it, we're in the same room together in case mm -hmm. everybody doesn't yeah. know. But, you know, I've done this same kind of thing in, in formats where I was not in the room with Oh, them. sure. Yeah, doing like a call-in type stuff. Actually, right here, um, like we could have called you in. So, you know, it's kind of interesting that that software stuff exists. I think that brick and mortars as a whole are really gonna are really gonna take a really big hit. It's just you know it's gonna change. It's yeah. it's it, it it'll change. We'll we'll see how it does. How much it changes right now is just gonna depend on how long we stay in this current situation. And, and we're still hearing the rumors right now that mm -hmm. you know maybe Charlotte where we are actually goes onto some sort of mandatory stay at home. Yeah, like San Francisco's done. I think New York yeah. is done. Yeah, I mean Mecklenburg is the uh, the darkest county right now. I think in COVID outbreaks. Mm -hmm. I think Raleigh has a speed. I think Raleigh does. Uh, and, and the reason I think Raleigh does is the Research Triangle Park. Right. They just had so many more people, international. I, I think it's yeah. just, it, it got into Raleigh a little bit heavier because of the, the Research Triangle Park. Yeah. yeah. That's that's possible. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's, it. it's kind of like, uh, kind of like ironic, I guess, because they have all the medical facilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. I mean, that's, you know, if, if you're in the triad, I mean, with all those medical facilities and research facilities and Duke Hospital and, and UNC system and all that stuff. I mean, that's where you want to be if you if you got to get sick, I suppose. But well, you know, the thing is they're saying with the coronavirus, the, the number one is that you're contagious before you know you have it, right? Which is what why it's helping spread. And they're saying number two, if you have it, don't come to the hospital. Yeah. If you have it, stay home because there's nothing we can do for you anyway except tell you you have it. So, yeah. you, you know, go just stay home and stay away from people. Yeah. Yeah. You almost wonder if if there's some kind of because I always think about preventative health care too. 
I almost wonder if there's anything that you could possibly do outside of general sanitative um, practices, washing your hands and hand sanitizers and stuff. Like you almost wonder if, you know, some of those typical health proactive measures like getting a lot of sleep or, that, or they're, they're sleep saying that they're yeah. saying that that nutrition um physical activity and sleep are the key to not getting this yeah it's the it's the key things and you know uh, two out of three of them doing well i'll be honest with you yeah. being a small business owner mm-hmm. yeah i'm not sleeping well yeah. there's a lot of things on my mind and it's just because and the biggest thing the biggest reason i don't sleep is that there's a lot of people that look to me right hey so what do we do now mm-hmm. i don't know the answer yeah, that that's the hardest. Does. Well, they don't, but that that's the hardest part for me is is I, I lay awake, playing the what if game. Right. Mm-hmm. And what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And one of, one of the what if games. What if what if somebody comes down with it in my immediate circle? Yeah. You what know, do you do? Well, I know you know I know what we do. And then all of a sudden we all quarantine, mm-hmm. and and we get we are um, even more isolated than we are now. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting affair for sure. Um, <laughs> one of the things, this is a, a little bit comical and a lot of it not, but my, my mom and I are huge sports fans, so it doesn't matter what the sport is. We want to watch it pretty much, you know, and my mom is going crazy right now. With, well, she's like, she calls me the other day, and she's actually from Kannapolis, so she's another unicorn, right? But she, uh, she calls, she has a real southern accent. She goes, hey, you won't believe what I just did. And I was like, oh, God, Mom, don't, don't even tell me. She's she says, man, there ain't no damn sports on, and all the, all the NASCARs quit on me, so... I was watching bowling. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was bowling. There was this uh, funny YouTube video about that. Basically, all, these like four dudes were in the living room, and they're all like, the guy's bowling, he bowls a strike, and they all like freak out like it's a football yeah. game. Yeah. And then, dude, it's, yeah. it's going crazy right we, now. Uh, my favorite one I saw was, uh, guy says, day two without sports. Found a lady sitting on my couch. Apparently, it's my wife. She's, <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> Oh God, my my mom's losing it right now. Like she can't even deal with it. And the interesting thing, so I think seems about nice. um, she seems <laughs> yeah. that is that, that is, is great. That's a good one. Um, so they just got a treadmill, and so my mom's been taking it upon herself to get a little bit more exercise and stuff. And the other thing, I you know you try to you always try to stay positive and keep a positive outlook and stuff. And the other thing that's interesting is that she called me the other day. She's like. There ain't no damn sports on, so I, I've worked out three times today. <laughs> there ain't nothing better to do. <laughs> she'll, she'll be uh, ready for the Elder Olympics. Yeah, yeah she'll, be, time. she'll be ready to get it going. Oh man, I won't tell her. I won't tell well, her you called her an elder, by the way. So <laughs> go, so go into, uh, go into the to the sports world. Yeah. And so you've got all these athletes not playing. Okay, think of all the people affected by that. Mm-hmm. All the stadiums not open. All the Stadium, vendors. Yeah. All the concession. Um, I've got a, a good buddy. I got a good buddy down in Florida, and his daughter. Uh, works for, I think she she's with one of the networks, but she is a freelance mm-hmm. with them. She's not getting paid. Yeah, and and you go well, hey man, she made a lot of money. The thing is, people people live the lifestyle their money allows them to lead. Sure. Just because you just because somebody makes a lot of money versus somebody that doesn't, they're both probably gonna be hurt the same during this because they spent to the level that they can. So many people live like that. Yeah. Unless you're so, making millions a year. You're pretty much still living a couple months to a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, exactly to Kent's point. You know, you live you live for the lifestyle that you can afford. So, however well you do, I mean, you, instead of instead of buying a twenty thousand dollar car, you end up in a hundred thousand dollar car, and that has a hundred thousand dollar payments. You know. Yeah. Um, and most people, the thing that's kind of interesting that I haven't really seen anybody speak about, but even when people are are thinking about their bad day, you know, thinking about their bad day scenario. Like if, like if Christian and I go out of business or something, what can we do out of that or something? You know, 
we, we kind of subtly and subconsciously have a plan to get out of that if it's another industry or whatever else. But in this current climate, I mean, again, thinking about my friends that are servers and stuff, if you're a server, you know, it's always in the back of your mind that if you get fired, you get into it with your boss or whatever, you can probably get another job serving somewhere else. Next door. Next exactly. Door. It's no problem. Yeah. Exactly. But in this job climate, you can't. You know, everybody's out of business. So it, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm like you, can I mean, I, I'm staying awake at night thinking about, particularly all my friends. Um, Christian, Christian and I are very blessed and fortunate in the fact that while a lot of our work has changed, particularly in this week, we're still our doors are still open. We're still we're still doing okay with that stuff. Yeah. But you know, but I even think, us, we're we're having a meeting today. We're going to yeah. go over the positives and negatives of whether to try to expand during this or whether to try to like whether to try to contract or yeah. whatever we got to do. Speaking of that, well, is, can I answer your, yeah. your question? Here's what For you sure. should do: I would uh, contract short term and expand long term. Yeah. If you can contract short term and be in a great financial position and a great staff position, let the leverage you need to make it happen yeah. as soon as we come out of this, there's going to be business open because there's going to be that one guy that doesn't make it yeah. or that one guy that um, he's going to be fine, but his other people had to go get another job somewhere. Right. So that's what I would do is, is at this. that's what we're looking at, man. Right now I'm trying to do everything I can to cut the short term yeah. and, and, and get as just mm-hmm. as lean as possible. And then when this, when this flips, I want to take advantage of it. Yeah. I want to be able to go, you know, out and the good the good part about Keller Williams is as a company, you know, we're not we're not publicly traded. The big mm-hmm. Keller Williams is not. Mm-hmm. We have zero debt. Yeah, and that is that's, tremendous. Well, and as a franchisee of them, I'm not allowed to carry debt. That's part yeah. of that's part of my deal. Oh, wow. So we have in, in those businesses, we have zero debt and we have reserves in place. Yeah. Now I'm hoping I don't have to touch my reserves because if I do, then I have to build them back up when this comes out. But there, that's the reason behind this, and we're going to be we're going to be well positioned. When we come out of this, yeah, it sounds like Keller's giving you a good um, doomsday it's a, scenario plan. It's a, it's a good, yeah, it's it's a, a good base plan to have. Yeah, because things do happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and recessions happen. And we've been, man. By the way, we are way, way past time for this recession to already be. Here. Yeah, we got lucky. We did. Well, it's been a long yeah, run, speaking, man. It's been yeah. a long run. Yeah, it's some sometimes sometimes uh, we got lucky she, without the deaths. Is what she's she's coming wolf's clothing, basically. But <laughs> yep. um, speaking of which, this is not exactly relevant to the podcast, but it is something that I want to say on air because the more we can get this message out there, I think the better. Um, Facebook, whether you love it, hate it, can't live without it, whatever. They just uh, announced that they're giving small businesses grants and uh, cash advantages for ads. Um, Not just grants. They're giving $100 million. $100 million worth. If you are a small business, go to, Christian, what is it? It's Facebook. Uh, Just look up Facebook grant. It's going to be the first one Look up Facebook (laughs) grant, but it's $100 million. It is not bullshit. I I know that a lot of times we live in an area like, oh, Facebook wants something out of this. No. I mean, of course they want you to advertise with them, but they are actually giving out free advertising for small businesses. And so I want everybody to know. Sadly, sure. if you hadn't already bought into Facebook, you're screwed because I think it's for I think it's for past Facebook customers that are taking a hit by this. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. But um, definitely take a look at that if you uh, if you're listening yeah. to this right now. So well let's uh, switch you know we can we can talk about COVID and the effects of that all day, I think, but um, let's let's switch it to the normal subject of business legends, which okay. is talking to uh, fresh, young, new entrepreneurs, people that are developing businesses, have an idea or a spark, and they want to go through it. And Kent, one of the things that uh, I think is extraordinarily impressive about you is that 
you not only manage six businesses and six teams, but you still make time. Maybe it was a little easier this week, but <laughs> you still make the time to come to come see us and uh, and do podcasting with us and whatnot. So tell us a little bit about that. How do you put together teams at so many different locations? You know, I learned uh, a long time ago that I'm not the best person to do everything. Uh, in fact, I learned a long time ago that I'm really not great at that many things. There's a couple things that I do really well. Um, I'm really good at time blocking, controlling my schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really good at accountability. When I get in business with people, I'm really good at having a conversation that makes everybody feel good, mm-hmm. but getting done what we need to do. And then probably what I'm best at is leverage. I, I learned that, that there are people that can do things better than I can, mm-hmm. and that's what I look for, mm-hmm. is I just try to surround myself uh, with talent. I used to think that I was that, you know, I was the head coach, and so I'd hire like a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and, I, and then I went, well, that's not enough leverage. So then I became the general manager kind yeah. of deal. I th- I'm the team owner now. You know, yeah. that, that's what I look at. I'm the team owner, and I'm going to hire those yeah. key people. I'm going to hire a general manager to run the, the big stuff, and, then, and he can hire the, the coaches mm-hmm. under it. That's just the way I look at things is how many things can I take off my plate? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, a lot of what drives my business is relationships. Sure. This is creating relationships for me today. Yeah. Not, and not just with you two guys. Yeah. You know, everybody that, that hears this – that's a potential relationship down the road. I was supposed to speak to 200 people in San Antonio yesterday. Wow. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, we, on, everything, so. everything got shut down. But probably June, I'll go back to San Antonio. And yeah. I, um, back to normal yeah, I speak somewhere, um, somewhere between 80 and 100 days a year. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking somewhere from anywhere from doing something like this for 45 minutes up to um, one and two day events that I will speak speak at yeah and that's how that's what's enabled me to meet so many people and create relationships and you know the it, it's important to be successful mm-hmm. to get opportunity it's more important to have the perception of success interesting and the more the more times that I get to do things like this mm-hmm. or speak in front of people people go he has to be successful or he wouldn't have got this opportunity yeah and then people go okay how can I get in that world that's yeah. funny. I've said that for years, man. Yeah. Like, is like all these companies that pop up are like, we're the best and the coolest at this. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're probably working out of your garage. You just look the best and the coolest. So yeah. Everybody yeah. believes it, and I, I'm a firm believer in that. I we, really am. We are not going to use names, Christian, but <laughs> we, uh, we attended a uh, digital marketing conference in March of last year, May. Yeah. One uh, of the end months. I don't remember, it but it was two years in, ago. I think. It was in. Ta- no, it was last year, but. It was in Tampa. This is how scatterbrained we are, by the way. We don't know when our events are. We just show up and hope for the best. But it's interesting because um, that was one of the key aspects of it is the perception of success. You know, how are you going to land a $20,000 a month contract if they don't believe that you can that you can handle that stuff? And so some of the people that we met, interestingly, we know we have it on the on the DL that they're literally working out of their garage or their office or whatever. And you look at some of the advertisements they produce about their office, quote unquote, and it's it, it was obviously taken. Well, we know this obviously, but it was it was taken with hired actors and taken with um, you know taken in some kind of big wig facility and stuff like that because it gives people the perception of success. Companies don't just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting feature. Because you got capital funding, and yeah. most people aren't going to capital fund a digital marketing company. <laughs> right. We well, you know in the old days, and not that long ago, um, you could have the perception of success by what you drove, 
right mm-hmm. and the clothes you had on you really could fake it yeah that was that's, that's huge in real estate too because back in the day you used to used to carry people from house uh-huh. to house or whatever and you better be driving an escalator yeah, and, or and, and the way you and man that's completely changed yeah the technology technology and the millennials have completely changed that you You're cannot <laughs> yeah you cannot um you cannot dress your way to the perception of success now anymore, it's your social in my proof. opinion yeah so much so yeah which by the way you know um if you follow me on social media, you'll see I'm I'm out there for somebody my age. I do a lot of yeah, stuff. You got it going on. You got it going on. I don't know a single password. That is <laughs> that is so when you the Facebook post that was not me. Yeah. The uh, when I tweet that was not me. Yeah. If, uh, I guess I still have boards on Pinterest. That's not me, and it's because that's not my strong suit. That is the single most Christian web comment I've ever heard in my. That's who I life. am, man. Yeah. I love delegation and, and exactly the way you said it. It's like if I if it's a repeatable item that I'm only decent at, it's not my item to do. Yeah. Well, the picture we took of us in here, you know, we're in a cool studio and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send that. That's going to be that's going to be posted today everywhere that this right. is what I was doing. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. Right. You're just going to I'll be it to the right I'll person. be lucky to get the picture taken correctly on my phone and get it sent <laughs> to the right person. You know, that's my contribution. Funny enough, I was doing some thinking the other day and I was like, uh, we just hired another campaign manager right before this happened, funny mm-hmm. enough. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I think we should uh, I think we should hire a brand assistant. Like one person that their only job is to do internal branding for our company yeah. and nobody else. We just did the same thing. Really? Yeah. We started out we started out having a, a part-time part-time social media person mm-hmm. that turned into a part-time person that turned into kind of a full-time but still virtual per- we didn't have enough control over it. We've now in fact today is their first day, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, Interesting. They're coming in full-time just to to do our marketing and manage our presence. And when I'm talking about, when I'm saying that, that is for my actual real estate team because I still have a yeah. team that, that we sell about 150 houses a year. That, that's just for us. We're going to have a full-time person. That, that's that's what they do is yeah. to make sure that we have that perception of success Yeah, that, no. that people want to see. I think yeah. it's a genius idea. After this is over, I'll, I'll probably talk to Reese about hiring, hiring somebody for that position. Yeah, it's it's definitely something. Um, I, it's interesting how the world changes, too, because I think about, again, perceptions of success. And you used to be able to think about perceptions of success with the ways that people advertised when they had the big spreads in the magazines and the newspapers and stuff like that but you know nowadays it's a little bit a little <laughs> I bit haven't looked at a newspaper oh in a i decade, know i'm man. saying used to yeah but <laughs> it's it's interesting how just the world of social media has changed stuff on the subject of managing teams kent um can you can you uh give us a little bit of your insight into uh i, I would call them like conversational funnels but you know you're the you're the team cap or excuse me you're the team owner team owner and then you know under that you have your your head coach and general manager and they right. have their own their own specific things or whatever but what about if you know your third string lineman wants to wants to have a conversation with you or something like that if they if they want to talk to you for any reason what's what's that conversation okay like? what well, uh it depends sure um if they want to have a conversation um something that i'm not in charge of mm-hmm so, I'm, so Reese, let's say it was you. Yeah. And let's say the person was, it talk, was. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the, the person that <laughs> I'd wants be a to first string lineman, baby. Who are you talking? That's about? what I'm saying. You are. You're the first yeah. string. The person yeah. that wants to talk to me reports to you. Okay. Sure. If they come to me and they say, "I want to talk to you about this," and it's actually, yeah, my you're department. in chart your department. I'm going to say, "Have you talked to Reese yet?" Yeah. And if they say no, I'm going to say, "Go. Yeah. Do that. Come back. If it's not, that's it. Well, here's the deal. Um, people." that get opportunity. Mm-hmm. There's two things that you have to do to get opportunity, I've found. 
Number one is you need to be successful in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Number two, you have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Just because you're successful doesn't mean people are going to run and offer you this, that, and the other. You have to keep raising your hand and raising your hand. I love it when the third string person, as you call it, mm-hmm. raises their hand and goes, can I go to coffee with you? And they just want to pick your brain. How did, how did you get there? What can I do to get to move on? Yeah. So um, believe it or not, not enough people. You would think people would do that. Not enough people do that. I don't get that many calls for those coffees, but I'm 100% available for my people as long as they're not, as long as they're not skipping rank. Yeah. So, so yep. many people are willing to be sheep, man. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to get like 45 phone calls this week. Hey, you want to call me? Ken, Ken, come on, Ken, come on. Uh, it, it is interesting, you know, to, to think about conversation channels and, and stuff and something, something that I've learned, not that I'm necessarily a control freak. Christian's probably about to roll his eyes, but <laughs> not that I'm necessarily. They fell out of the back uh, of my head. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because I've also had to learn that lesson. You know, I've had to learn the lesson of, you know, let go of things and just let them, let them happen. And, for example, in our company, I don't handle any of the accounting stuff at all. I'm horrible at it. You don't want me to do it. I'm terrible at it. I don't like math problems. It's the way it is. And, and somebody else handles all that stuff for us. So it's interesting that, you know, giving people their own tasks and then trusting them to do that makes makes for an interesting thing so one one more question about uh the third string lineman once again is do you do you think there's opportunities uh, for inspiration from the person that's the very last person in the totem pole um as far as as your company is concerned so do you think that maybe they can give you perspective when it comes to things that that you don't see on a daily basis? without a doubt because yeah. you and here's why Usually that third string person you're talking about mm-hmm. is the newest one there. Yeah. We get stuck. You know, I have my, the, the same ideas, you know. Yeah. It's the new it's the new blood that brings in the new ideas. Right. And remember, so in, in each office that I have, I only hire one person. Yeah. I hire that one person. It's called a team leader. They're basically the CEO. I hire that one person, then they hire out from under there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really in each office, there's only one person that that would be a direct report to me. Mm-hmm. If if those third string people don't raise their hand, I might not ever really know who they are. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, and I'm sure that happens. Well, the people out there listening, I'm telling you, go go do well with what you're doing, and keep raising your hand, and you'll be surprised how many people you'll skip. Yeah, that do well at what they're doing, yeah. but just don't raise their hand. Yeah, back yeah. when I was, uh, this is a little off top. Back when I was like 22, maybe 23, I was a I was a personal trainer for a while. And uh, I was personal training, and what I what I had done is I was I was selling a lot of contracts, helping a lot of clients out. But I wasn't actually supposed to be a salesperson, but I was still bringing a lot of sales to the table. So I went up to the assistant manager and I sat down with him. And I said, "So what do I need to do to become an assistant manager?" He goes, "You need to hit this goal, this goal, and this goal." Over the next 90 days, I went and hit this goal, this goal, and that goal. And I said, "All right, I need to be assistant manager now." And he, he was stuck because I hadn't talked to him about this, and he had given me goals, and then I hit them. So now he had to give me what he promised. That's it. So I became assistant manager, then general manager, and then regional manager within two years. <laughs> yeah. Just because I kept asking, what do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do to get there? In that period of time when you were managing that uh, personal training, who was the worst employee you ever had? Reese Arlen. Reese Arlen was. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we worked together. We were we were best. We've been best friends forever. But uh, almost almost eleven years. I, guess. I don't know. I can't do math. But. Uh, <laughs> He would, so I was in grad school at the time, and it was a part-time position for me, and uh, he would, he'd be like, hey, we need to talk. I'd be like, no, we don't. (laughs) 
like, no, it's about your job. And I'm like, I don't care. And I just like, well, I was the the world's worst, worst employee. Boy. I just gave up on managing him. It didn't yeah, really matter. Unmanageable. So it's but. good he has his, his own business now, so he can be his own problem. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, yeah, yeah smart. The hilarious thing is we're still in business together, and I still am just like that. Like, we have... We have company uh, conversations and stuff, but like we still do our own things, and it's kind of. But we're so used to managing each other, it just kind of works for some reason. Um, well, Kent, man, uh, we're running out of time here. Thank you so much for taking the time with us this morning. Uh, I'm sure, even though your schedule was uh, a little bit lax this week, we we still appreciate your time. We always like to ask somebody a, a silly, funny question before we leave, and it takes me a minute to come up with one. Usually, unless Christian has one. Help. I, I do not. Help. I do not. Help. But I want to grab coffee with you. Oh, there and we ask, go. Ask about how you do speaking engagements. Would would uh, would love to do that. And um, I'm I'm about to get into construction speaking engagements. And I want to pick your brain on how you, how cool. you organize I, I can definitely help you with that. I, I, want, to leave, I want to leave everyone with, with this thought. You know, we were talking about we're in a tough economic time for a lot of people right mm-hmm. now. Uh, and in the latest statistics, the average net worth of a renter was $5,000. Wow. And the average net worth of a homeowner was $240,000. Wow. So home ownership could be your buffer the next time this happens. So look to your favorite realtor. If you don't have one, call me. Yeah. We appreciate that. Kent, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys.